Mark chapter 9 and verse 22. The words of the father about his demon-possessed son. Oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. My friends, we're looking uh, this evening at uh, this account of the Lord uh, helping and healing and delivering this son, this father's only son who was possessed with a devil. And my title and subject is Man Cannot, uh, Jesus Can. Man Cannot, Christ Can. And uh, that's very uh, evident uh, in uh, this account. Well, when the Lord performed this wonderful miracle, it was a great demonstration, firstly, we could say, of his love and compassion for the child and for the parents who would have had such a distressful time. Year after year, their life had been troubled by, by their only son being in such a state. Well, we know what it's like if we're parents. Your child is sick for a short time. Well, it's a, a grievous time, especially if they are seriously unwell. But then they recover soon, and we're thankful to God for that. But here was a, a father, and uh, the mother, I'm sure, must be uh, uh, in the background or at home, but uh, distressed year after year after year to see their, their son, their beloved son, in such a condition. And uh, Christ, out of compassion for them and that boy, well, he, he healed and delivered him, as we read. But also, here is a demonstration, friends, of what Jesus Christ can do for sinners, of what he can do for unconverted people, and only he can do, and that is to save a soul, to renew us, to make us new people, to bring us into a right relationship with God, to forgive all our sins and make us new men and new women. Completely different, just like this boy's life was changed. One minute under the control of this evil force, and after he had met Christ, after he had encountered Christ, though there was a struggle there, but then the Lord saved him, delivered him, and his life was completely different after that. That's just what Christ did for him. That's what Christ, friends, can do uh, for us. Well, we may not realize it, but before uh, we come to Jesus Christ for salvation, we are in a similar dreadful condition as this demon-possessed boy. We are very much similar to him, and we'll expand on that in a moment. But it's only Christ, friends, that can help us. It's only Jesus Christ who can recover us from such a state. Just like with this boy, the only person who could help him was Christ. This father, he had tried all the doctors, we are sure. He had tried every remedy that he could to find a cure for his son, to find some help to alleviate the sufferings of his boy. And none were helpful. The situation went on and on, perhaps grew worse. It was a time of great anxiety for them. Often this boy would cast himself into the river 
or into the fire to, uh, to end his life. Or the spirit, rather, would f- uh, force him uh, to do those things, to commit suicide, to end his life. So they're always on the watch, these, uh, these parents, and no one could help them. Only Christ was able to help them. Only Christ could bring about a change. And only Christ, friends, can change us. Only He can bring a healing to our broken lives, to our lives which are ruined and destroyed by sin. They're irreparable. Our souls are irreparable without Christ. Just this recently, my wife was using the, the laminating machine and the, 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 things she was, the paper she was putting through got stuck. And we asked the brother, can you help uh, fix it because it stopped working? And the brother had a look and they got all the, the, the paper that was stuck outside. But then the rollers gave way and the rollers stopped functioning. And it, basically the unit became useless. It was, unless you un- take out every single thing and re- uh, everything and repair it uh, from scratch, more or less. Well, it was only fit for the bin to be cast away. It's not worth repairing it. Uh, what, uh, with the soul, it's a bit like that. We are, our soul is in such a state that it's irreparable. Man cannot help us. Man cannot change us for the better. We need Christ, though. He can do it. He can change us. He can repair us. He can fix us, spiritually uh, fix us. And that's what this uh, account is teaching us. Only Christ, friends. Only Christ. Oh, if I could leave you with this message today, it would be, only Christ can do you good. Only Christ, as the hymn writer said, can do helpless sinners good. And He wants to do us good. That's His intention, if we believe in Him and if we come to Him. A man can do many things. We admit that. We know that man is able, with the wisdom God has given him, to do wonderful things. He can put satellites into space. Well, that's amazing. We never thought that would happen. He can invent machines to do tremendous things. He can develop medicines to uh, cure stubborn diseases, and millions of lives are saved uh, through these new discoveries and inventions. He can create a a new weaponry, an arsenal of weaponry, such as uh, nuclear weapons, that can fly through the, the skies at amazing speed and with such precision can hit their target. Well, he's reached such a point, of course, causing great destruction, we should say. He uses that in the wrong way, but it's, he has that ability to do these things. Man can do, we can say, so much, but man can do nothing for the soul. He can make, we can make advances in this life. We have the ability, we have the power to uh, go ahead step by step to make progress. But man can do nothing to change us from the inside, really. We can, he has, this is a sphere that is outside of his uh, control. He is unable to change the soul. He is unable to convert a person and give a person a brand new start in life from within to make a new person out of the old. Only Christ can do that. Oh, man can uh, work at it. Man can try and change and trans- transform a person, but uh, little by little can change a habit there and a habit there. It's a very long process. 
but he's still not a completely new person. It's only just dealing with a little bit here, a little bit there of that, pro of that person's life. It's not a total transformation. He cannot give him new life. Only Christ, friends, uh, has the power uh, to do that. Only He can transform and change a person. And that's what's happened here. This father, he brought his son uh, uh, expectantly to the disciples. Well, he, brought in, he had Christ in mind, but Christ wasn't there. Christ is up on the mountain. And he brought uh, uh, his uh, son. And the disciples, they tried their very best maybe to cast out the demons. But for some reason, they couldn't. They couldn't do it. And so uh, the, the confession of the father was, I brought him to thy disciples, but they couldn't help. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't cast him out. They were helpless. Don't go even to men. Don't even go to preachers. Don't even look uh, to other believers. Look only to Christ for these things. He alone has the power to help you. We are here to help you, but we only point you to Him, to the Savior. Oh, friends, there is such an impotency in man when it comes to spiritual things, such a weakness in, in us. And just look at this passage again. The Lord had come down from the mountain where He had been transfigured. He was there uh, with His three disciples. And when He came down from the mountain, well, uh, there was a crowd around His disciples and there were the, the scribes were there, this man was there, and there were, the Lord came and said, what's happening? What's going on here, we could say? And uh, this man, the father, piped up uh, immediately and he said, Master, verse 17, I brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Well, friends, man couldn't help, uh, couldn't, the disciples couldn't help uh, this, uh, this uh, demon-possessed boy. And man cannot make a new man. Man cannot make me a new man. Man cannot make a new woman uh, out of, uh, of, of an old woman. I cannot, by, uh, by myself, change myself. I can, little bits, as we said, here and there, and gradually maybe I can improve myself, but I cannot convert myself. I cannot make myself spiritually alive. I'm spiritually a dead person. I'm spiritually uh, under the grip of evil, as we'll see in a minute. And I need to be delivered from these things. I need only conversion by Christ's hand can help me. And this is where I must come to Christ. This is, he's, this is the, he's the only one who is able to forgive me. He's the only one who is able to renew me. He is the only one who is able to remake me. Only Christ can give me a new beginning in life like this man. Faith in Christ, believing that He can do it, this for me, is so vital. This desperate father, he pleaded with, with Christ, and he said, if thou canst do anything, in verse uh, 23, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. There was some doubt in his mind. He wasn't sure. Maybe he'd come the first time with some expectancy. But then when he saw the disciples, they couldn't, 
deliver his son from those demons, that demon unclean spirit, he began perhaps to doubt. He's a mixture of faith. There is some faith there, but there's also doubt. And this is, he's a mixture of the two. And so he's in this perplexed condition. Perhaps he's thinking, this case of my son, perhaps it really is too hard for Christ even. Perhaps I just have to live in such a state and a condition and just put up with things for the rest of my life. But Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He, rep he replied with an if of his own. And if is telling this father, believe in me. I can do all things. Nothing is uh, too hard uh, for me uh, to do. And friends, it's the same for us. This is uh, what Christ points us to himself. Not to some other person or some other thing, but he points us to himself. If you can believe in me, believe in my power. I have the ability to change you. I have uh, the ability to make you a new person. Believe in his love, that he, is, he does care for us. He has a compassion for our souls. He has feeling for us. He's not an unfeeling savior. He's willing to save all who call upon him. There is no, nothing in his heart. Don't think, well, perhaps Christ doesn't want to save me. Oh, if you have such a thought, a doubt as that, put it away, friends. Christ is willing to save you. Heartily, he off, makes his offers and his invitations to us to come to him for life and forgiveness. He has the ability to forgive sins. He is the Son of God. He has the authority to forgive sins. The right that he has earned. Now, you know, many people uh, think that forgiveness with God is something arbitrary. They think, well, God uh, will forgive people depending on how they have been. At the end of the day, they, yes, they can sort of foresee there will be a day of judgment, but they think God is a merciful God and uh, he will probably just forgive everyone at the end of the day. Or perhaps he will just see how good I've been or how bad I've been and there will be some sort of weighing up on and decide there and then, okay, you can, you can be forgiven. That's sort of a forgiveness, an arbitrary forgiveness without any substance to it. Well, friends, what these people forget is that God is also holy. God is also just and God must punish every infringement of his holy law. He cannot turn a blind eye to sin. Here is one thing God cannot do. We know God cannot lie. We know God cannot deny himself. Here is another thing he cannot do. He cannot turn a blind eye to sin. He cannot arbitrarily, just on a whim, forgive people's sins just because he is merciful, because his justice cries out, sin must be punished. Every sin must be punished. And that's where Christ came in. Christ earned the right to forgive uh, sins. When he went to the cross, he was there uh, on the cross. He was saying to God's justice, as it were, uh, 
Punish me for the sins of my people. Oh, that, that man, he has been guilty of great rebellion and pride and anger. Oh, he deserves to be punished. And the Lord says, place that punishment upon me. That woman has been so vain and she has been uh, so uh, unbelieving uh, towards God. She has been so indifferent towards God. She's lived only for the world. She didn't care about God. She deserves to be punished for her sin. And the Lord says, as it were, I will take her punishment. Place it on me. Every drop of her punishment which she deserves, I will bear it on their behalf. And he did that for all his people. He did that for all who will trust in him. And right to the, the, uh, every part of it, every drop of it, he took. And in that way, the Savior opened the door for God to legitimately uh, forgive sins. Now justice, his justice is satisfied. Now mercy uh, can be offered uh, to uh, sinners. Friends, do you believe it? Do you believe these things? Do you believe Christ? Do you believe he did? He died on the cross to take away sin? Oh, friends, you must uh, turn uh, to him. Well, let's just look uh, very quickly at this son. Uh, this son, uh, he was, appears to be a, a teenager, a young adult, uh, probably. But what a pitiful state he is in. From a child, he's been in this terrible condition, under the control of this uh, evil spirit, this unclean spirit, a spirit that affected, uh, we read, uh, his, his speech. It wasn't just a natural dumbness that he had, but it was because of the spirit possessing him that uh, hindered him from speaking and articulating his words. And in verse 25, we read, it wasn't only a, a dumb spirit, but it was also a deaf spirit. And uh, Matthew, uh, in Matthew's gospel, uh, this boy is described as a lunatic, somebody who was an epileptic and who had uh, convulsions and uh, spasms and fits uh, at different points. So he was greatly uh, troubled. And it, as we've said, the evil spirit often tried to end the lad's life by making him jump into the water or to fall into the fire. What a sight he must have been. What a pitiful sight that young lad must have been, so bruised and pale by all those batterings of the evil one, so, uh, so pale in himself, what grief, as we said, to his parents, what heartache, daily heartache, to see their son have compassion on us and help us, as the father cried. Now, friends, you may not like what I have to say next, but this picture of this this demon-possessed boy is actually a picture of us before we come to Christ. Just like he was under the force of uh, this evil spirit, where well, we too are controlled by an evil force, something not outside of us, but in us. Some, that is sin that uh, is uh, within us, a power that is uh, strong and that affects our life in a, a deep way, affects every part of our life. Now, I'm not saying by these things that we, are that we can put the blame all on sin within us. No, because we are complicit. We are also responsible for the sins that we do, the evil that we do. But sin does have a power just, in a sense, like this uh, evil spirit. 
and to hurt us, to harm us, to destroy us. That's what its intentions are. Sin is not our friends. It is our enemy, if only we could see it. Before we come to Christ, we too are spiritually dumb. Uh, spiritually, uh, we have no words for God. We have no words of praise for Him. We never praise Him for His goodness and His, His love. We never thank Him for our health and our well-being, for our skills, for our abilities that He gives us. We eat our food every day and we probably never offer up a real hearty thanks to Him for providing it. There's no real words of prayer that come out of our lips before we come to Christ. Maybe some superficial words, a rote that we've grown up with, we've been taught. Maybe it's only in trouble that we've cried to Him. But no real prayer has come. We're spiritually deaf too, we could say. I don't hear God calling me. God does speak. God speaks through the gospel. God speaks through creation. But I don't hear Him in calling me. And because I don't hear, I think He is silent. He's not silent. He's speaking. But I think He is silent. Their problem is with me, not with God. You may have heard a rather ingenious uh, ad on the radio. I think it's quite clever. And uh, it's a man, and he goes into, a, I think it's a pet shop with his budgie. And uh, he complains to the shop assistant, my budgie stopped tweeting and chirping away. I can't hear, I can't hear uh, anything. He used to chirp so sweetly and so wonderfully. And it was such a joy to hear him uh, tweeting away. And I can't hear him anymore. I don't know what's happened to him. And all the while he's talking, the budgie is with him and making all these beautiful sounds and chirping away and tweeting away. And the shop assistant looks at the man and says, I think you need to go to the shop down the road, the shop to have his ears checked out. <laughs> and it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, a humorous uh, uh, ad, ad, but it's like us, friends. God is speaking, but we can't hear. The problem is not with God. The problem is with us, that we are spiritually uh, deaf. Well, just like this man as well, convulsions uh, took him uh, suddenly. Maybe he had one, two, three days when uh, everything was at peace. And then suddenly, out of the blue, uh, he felt uh, or a fit uh, took over him, and his peace was gone. And it's like that maybe for us too. Maybe we go through a period of calmness. And then suddenly we burst out. Somebody provokes us. Somebody says something to annoy us. And out of the blue, we, we get so angry and so upset. And we retaliate and with our words, such sharp and angry words. Where did that come from? From within. From sin within. Or maybe we have a spasm of jealousy uh, over somebody or something that is doing very better than ourselves. And we cannot control it. Or maybe it's an immoral lust and desire that uh, we also feel. Or maybe it's a feeling of hatred towards somebody, a feeling to do vengeance to somebody. I don't know, all these kind of things at, at times sometimes get the better of us and become so powerful we think we cannot overcome these things. That's what our life is, friends, before we come to Christ. And just like this evil spirit sought to destroy the boy's life, so too, by continuing in sin, we're really destroying ourselves. 
we're committing a spiritual self, uh, we're committing a spiritual a suicide of ourselves because sin, to continue in the way of sin, is to cut ourselves off from God, to cut ourselves off from His blessing, from His love and His favor. And if we, it will cut us off in this life, and if we leave this world without forgiveness, it will cut us off from God and His blessing eternally. It's a spiritual death. Sin, finally, we could say, has also affected us, as it affected this boy, when, he was, uh, when the Lord said, bring him unto me, uh, bring the child unto me. Well, uh, they, they brought him, verse 20, unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, uh, foaming. The spirit tried its very best to prevent the boy from getting to Christ. Of course it did. It knew its time was up. And friends, sin does that in us as well. Sin so affects us that we don't really want to come to Christ. We have no will, we have no desire, naturally speaking, to come to the Savior. In our un unconverted state, we deliberately keep away from the gospel. We deliberately keep away from church. We deliberately keep away uh, from Christ and salvation. And it's only when God, by His Spirit, begins to work in our hearts that we desire to be saved. And we want to be saved. And, and salvation becomes a matter of deep concern to us. Oh, friends, if you know that, that's an encouragement to you. If you know that you're beginning to seriously think about these things, then God is working in your heart. God is drawing you uh, to Himself. Take encouragement uh, from that. But look at what happened, and I'm, I come to a close uh, uh, in verse uh, 24, when the, the Lord, in response to the Lord, what the Lord said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Oh yes, I, I, I have faith, but in the midst of my faith I still have doubts. Still, Lord, help me. And the Lord did. The Lord heard this man's cry and cast out that dumb and deaf spirit with a word. Verse 26, The spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. A beautiful picture there, friends. Just like he did with a young child, when he raised her from the dead, he took her by the hand, and lifted her up and, and said, Arise, and she arose from the dead. Well, that's a similar picture that we have here. Christ taking this young lad by the hand, and as if he's raising him from the dead and giving him a new life. This is what Christ has done for him. And this is what he will do for us through conversion. This is what he does for us. It's like life from the dead. This, this boy, imagine his life now. What a change. What a difference he has. What a, he can just get on with life in a normal way without being troubled by this uh, evil spirit. And the same for us. Our life will be completely changed. We'll still have sin. Even as believers, we still have to struggle against sin. But it won't be the same like as in our pre-conversion days. Those things will not control us. God will give us power to overcome our sins. 
and to be victorious over them. But an instant change, no gradual change with this child. And it's the same with conversion. It's an instant, powerful work of God in our lives to bring us out of darkness and into light, out of the kingdom of Satan and into Christ's kingdom. This is what Christ did for this young lad. And this is what Christ can do for our souls. Oh, friends, I just close with this. The Lord said to that uh, to the to the father and to the others bring him unto me bring him unto me that's what you must do you must bring yourself to Christ you know that you are unconverted you know you need forgiveness you know you need the lord to change you take yourself to him place yourself in in his hands don't look anywhere else just look to him and ask him lord save me lord deliver me Lord, make me your own child. Lord, um, give me a a, a new life. Reconcile me with, with, with with my God. I believe in you. I trust in what you have done on Calvary's cross. Lord, I'm ready to yield my life over to you. Have mercy upon me and change me. Oh, friends, he will do uh, these uh, things uh, even for you. Just as he has done for so many, he will do in your life. Well, may God help us, each one, to come to know uh, what Christ can do for my soul, for our souls. Let's close uh, by singing our final hymn, number 375. Confess. 